Hello and congratulations for making a fantastic decision today and tuning into episode three of the More Than Muscle podcast. I'm Max. Uh, I'm joined as ever by Andy and Nat. Boom. How are we doing, guys? Nat, you're right. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. Saturday. Friday. Uh, Friday. 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 It's Friday. We're recording it on a Friday, as always. As per exactly. Yeah. I can't Love believe that. we've made like three episodes. Three. What the fuck? Um, the fact the fact we've made it this far, I'm, all, I'm already impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you everyone for the for the fantastic feedback we've been getting as well. It's uh, yeah, it's so nice yeah. to hear. I think mostly people are just telling me that it's a comedy show rather than an actual informative fitness. A comedy uh, show with a bit of fitness. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a sprinkling of fitness uh, over the top <laughs> to give us the excuse that we actually do it. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Um, so this week we're going to be getting to myth busting. So break out your your Ghostbusters theme. Your, your I, I don't even know what they use in the in the things. Hoover, so like a di- Dyson thing, like Hoover, three yeah, cyclones. Yeah, exactly. uh, no, Hoover, that, that's, no. that's Luigi's mansion. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do they suck the ghosts up with? It Hoover's, isn't be, it? Definitely wouldn't be a Dyson. It would be a shark. No, it was a Nunu. <laughs> Shout out Teddy Tubbies. Um, see, guys, this is the problem. We're not we're not fitness focused yeah. enough. So fitness. Uh... So fitness. So we're going to be breaking down some uh, classic fitness myths, uh, whether that's diet, uh, fitness itself, and training, and hopefully giving you guys the real answers, which you can take away and say with some confidence in your next coffee break. So let's dive right in. Uh, the first myth I thought we'd tackle. Nat, I think this will be a prevalent one with you and a lot of your clients is that lifting weights makes women bulky. I think that's a massive fear that we all get whenever yeah. whenever you get a female client coming in for a consultation. So do you wanna just really go to town on this one for us? Yeah, you get two, so women will always ask, well not always, but most of the time will ask that they want to be toned, fine, mm-hmm. but they don't want to be bulky. So they don't want to build muscle, but they still want to be toned. Mm-hmm. But you'll have to get the tone from the muscle. So I hate using the word tone because, yeah, I, I just hate it. it it's is, a marketing it expression. Is, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it is building muscle and getting leaner, reducing body fat, so you can see the muscle that you've been working so hard for. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this comes from when people, especially women, when they see bodybuilders on stage... Like people dedicate, uh, female bodybuilders, they'll dedicate their entire life to mm-hmm. getting onto that stage. Mm-hmm. And like their diet, their training, their supplements, drugs, whether <laughs> and everything <laughs> else that comes with it. They try so hard to look like that. Somebody coming into the gym three times a week to <laughs> work out and do a bit of resistance training. Mm-hmm is not going to be big and bulky yeah. like that. Um, I think over time your physique does change. And I think that's great. It doesn't mean that you're going to turn into the Hulk. Precisely. You don't wake up bulky either. Like I feel like but our male clients, Andy, if, if mm. all of a sudden you could wake up and go, like, oh shit, now I've got massive shoulders it all takes, of a sudden. It yeah. doesn't happen like that. Yeah. Um, Usually if somebody's getting too bulky, it's probably because they're over-consuming their calories. Yeah. yeah. Rather than they're actually putting in too many hours into the gym, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, and I also think, again, going back to a few episodes ago when we were talking about smart programming, like, if you're going to a trainer that knows what they're doing, 
then the frequency of work should be nice and balanced. So you should mm. come out of it with a nice physique. Like if all you're doing is lat pull down like three times a week, then yeah, your upper back's probably going to get a bit bulkier than it was to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you're going to cause this like unstructured physique that you probably hate. So you need to be smart about what you're doing in the gym, but getting bulky from the weights, you probably need to pop a few pills and train for a few years for that to even mm. be a thing. Yeah. I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Me neither. I thought I thought that's just really important to dispel because people seem to think as soon as they touch a dumbbell, their arm's going to explode. Yeah, no way. Um, people won't be really lifting with the frequency and also the weight as well that they actually should be. Most people would just pop into the gym, I don't know, a few times a week mm-hmm. and doing some moderate exercise. Like That is not going to get you bulky at all. Yeah, and I think also it's about like getting away from the notion of that and understand you're coming to the gym to get stronger, more functional, more able, less injury bound. And as a consequence, that's going to give you a better physique than you started with anyway, rather than just thinking about getting huge, you're probably going to get more huge eating 20 donuts a day, sitting on your ass doing nothing. (laughs) So I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah. That's where you should have the concern. Yeah. I like donuts Donuts for bulk, not dumbbells. Give me, give me (laughs) the donuts. Always, always cross town donuts, mate. That's what you want. Ooh, that's the business. I've never had a cross town donut. Oh, you, you, are, you have, lived. You've lived properly, yeah. No, trust me. Anytime you're in London, like 100% best, best vegan junk food you can get. I work oh. with two donuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one I thought we'd touch on. Um, Andy, do you want to tackle you can turn muscle into fat? I don't know why this is. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. We get it a lot. It's like, oh, so you know, uh, if I'm training a certain way, will I turn my fat into muscle? They're like two physiologically different properties. Mm. You can build muscle through, you know, building more tissue, whatever, and you can lose body fat by, you know, creating an energy deficit, blah, blah, blah. They're two different physical things, or physiological things rather, so they don't change. Mm-hmm. You just either get better at one or reduce one or get worse at one. They're two different things. Yeah, precisely. I, I don't think that makes any sense. And just to sort of go into that a little bit deeper, you have a few people coming to you and they're quite determined to both build muscle and lose body fat at the same time. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's impossible. And it is, is with a, a very, very specific, quite lasered in program and particularly diet, I think. Um, but do you want to talk about a little bit on the challenges of trying to go after both of those at once as long as you're not in the sort of newbie gains phase yeah i was going to say if you're a newbie then you probably see that rate of change yes together um most probably because you're completely detrained and we're giving you a stimulus and you're like whoa i need to respond to this mm-hmm. but you know you can as you advance you can still build muscle in a calorie deficit because there's all the neurological changes that will come along with it as well but you know the later down in your training years that you are the more specific and narrow you have to be in the outcome. So if you're going to build muscle, then you need to be looking at the volume of work you're doing, how much you're lifting, reps and sets and load, all that kind of thing. And whether you're in a surplus of energy, whether that is slightly, and the amount of like step count and output that you're doing. And then vice versa, if you're looking to lose body fat, then the focus needs to be on your output. It's like, are you moving enough? Are you consuming the adequate calories for there to be an energy deficit? And then are you lifting with the right volume so that you actually don't sacrifice any tissue as you lose body fat. One of the biggest mistakes people make is that they sacrifice a little bit of calories because you need to, and then they push output to like the highest degree. And what they're actually doing is losing weight, but they're also getting smaller because, you know, they're burning a candle at both ends. So Mm -hmm. I think those are the challenges and periodizing that correctly is where the art is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I think ultimately you want to try and maintain your muscle mass wherever possible. Mm. So, like Andy said, keeping with the training, changing up the variables, but always try and maintain the muscle mass as yeah. much as possible. I think that's a and challenge. Your strength. With, that's a challenge with crash dieting and like dropping your calories yeah. off a cliff. Is that yes, you're losing some body fat. You you see the number on the scale going down. Yeah. But you're losing a horrendous amount of muscle mass, and therefore your and energy as well. Yeah. Yeah, and also like if you're in a severe deficit it's not only muscle mass that you're compromising it's the fact that you are sacrificing energy and we all know that if energy is not there from food then you know neat is going to go down so all your movement subconsciously is going to reduce you're not going to have the energy to go into the gym and actually do the things that you need to do at good high quality so you're basically pissing in the wind it's a short-term look at it rather than looking over the phase of maybe 12 weeks, let's say, or eight weeks, where you're actually just going to chip away at things slowly mm. and get a more sustained outcome. Mm-hmm. We're talking about high volumes of work and people really pushing themselves. Uh, the next uh, myth I sort of thought we'd bust would be uh, no pain, no gain. So yeah. it's that classic belief that unless you are in muscular agony, you are crawling out of the gym. Yeah, bro. That you're not... <laughs> Anytime I train legs. Uh, <laughs> One rep. <laughs> So if if you're not walking out in that state with a massive amount of pain that you haven't worked properly and therefore you're not going to see the the results that you want to see, mm. uh, Nat, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, um, that well, that's one that I hear all the time. Or mm-hmm. am I am I doing things correctly if I'm not aching the next day? Like people always look for that ache, or um, they look for like to to exit the gym like completely sweaty sitting in their car really shaky but that's that's not there there's a time and place for that mm-hmm. not every session has to be like that if every session is like that you're probably going to get injured and you're probably going to hit a brick wall at some time and then you'll take about 2 3 weeks off and then go for it again yeah um the best way is to just slowly tap into it slowly build up your strength mm-hmm. um but yeah, going hard or going home, it, not every session has to be like that. Dumb. Yeah. The problem is, like, if you go hard or go home every single session, and as Nat says, there is a time and place to do that, then what you're actually going to compromise is the forthcoming sessions in your week mm. or in your yeah. month or whatever, because you're going to turn up spent or hurt. So it does need to be periodized so that you know when you're going to go hard or go home. And like... A good way to do it in in some ways is like every 10th day you're going to test yourself and that's where you might put like a wad in there and go, right, I'm going to go balls to the walls, test everything, see what's going to happen. But then, you know, in the lead up to that, you're going to periodize it so that your volume is right, Mm -hmm. the amount of work you're doing, your intensity is right, how hard you're working towards it. And that's something that often gets really confused is volume and intensity. They are separate. Volume is the amount of work you do. Intensity is how hard you're working. So it's really common for someone to say, fuck man that was really difficult i did like 100 rounds hit yeah and it's yeah, not even hit exactly. it's like that's yeah. really low level because yeah. the only thing you're going to reduce as volume. you do that is is your intensity so that is the biggest problem i think is if you go hard or go home all the time you're compromising your performance yeah but people get addicted to that I love it so yeah. when you've done that once you feel like that's the only way that you're going to get results is you're coming out and you're absolutely spent. So you've got that reminder, I feel like. So if your legs really hurt, you're walking around, yeah. you hurt, you, and then it's almost like that gratification but, of, oh, that means yeah. I, I did well. But typically people with 
when they're doing that, their rest will be really, really low. Maybe their, wo- their weights won't be as high, their load won't be as high mm. as they potentially could push. Yeah. So just add mm-hmm. in a bit more rest period in there, loading up the weight as well changing up the stimulus a little bit yeah that is where they're gonna yeah i mean see the i've always been a big proponent of if you need to do a finisher in your workouts yeah. it's probably because you haven't worked out properly yeah yeah if you have you would have loaded properly you would have rested properly you would have got the performance markers that you needed each set each rep each exercise that you wanted to push you would have done that and you would be spent by the time you're done anyway so you can't undershoot yourself as well but yeah. I, I think it's important like something I tell every client uh, there was a really good 2016 paper published and it shows basically if you go balls to the wall no reps left in the tank so to failure uh, there is almost no I think it was one to two percent of extra muscle gain versus leaving one to two reps in the tank so mm. when you when you feel like oh I could perform one or two mm. more reps with form still quitting there you have pretty much an identical amount of muscle gain, but the fatigue between the two was 65 to 85%. Mm. Yeah. So effectively, you're working way harder yeah. for no extra yeah, results. Yeah, minimal gains. Yeah, exactly. Law of diminishing returns. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's touch on the next one. Uh, you can spot reduce specifically belly fat, but I think that's more, more one that everyone comes to us saying, oh, I mm-hmm. hold all my weight here because that's what they look at. Mm-hmm. When you bloat out, you can see your stomach uh, enlarging. Mm. Um, but just spot reducing fat anywhere, I think, um, is impossible. Mm. Uh, so Nat, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, it is impossible to spot reduce. However, it's not impossible to build up on an area that you want Mm -hmm. to improve so for instance like the chest the shoulders the glutes you can work on building those muscle areas um but you yeah you can't spot reduce fat you can't say i want to reduce fat from my abs and then just keep it on my glutes it doesn't really work like that (laughs) coming back into (laughs) genetics last last week's podcast yeah we all hold it in different areas and yeah, you can't spot reduce. There's fat. nothing you can do <laughs> to control that. I mean, the, the thing is, if you want to build muscle in specific areas, that can potentially improve the the aesthetic look. So, yeah. like you say, build build up your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, get some muscle almost like poking through, and then you've uh, sadly you've just got a strip bit of body fat from everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, usually, you see it mostly in your face and neck first. It's not yeah. usually on in your body. Yeah. Um, from from experience with uh, with different clients, I can yeah. spot reduce. Sorry. I can spot reduce. Is it because you're a? I can do it, bro. Is it because you're an endomorph? It's because I'm an endomorph and I drink detox tea. It works. <laughs> you shit your pants, it comes out your belly. No, I think with bloating, like obviously. Oh. You need you to download. You need to download my ebook. Uh, it talks about spot reduction. <laughs> That's my ebook too. Exactly. <laughs> These six ab exercises that will give you a six pack yeah, in four the, weeks. That's the thing. More than spot reduction. Oh, I need to do more core exercises. Yeah, the core, core exercises in general don't give you abs. They can no. build strength in yeah. your core, which is then useful, but you're not going to yeah. see anything unless you strip back that body fat. Yeah. No. I think exactly. people have different thresholds for that, though. If you want to see visible abs, people have very specific markers, yeah. but depending on how built your abs and how genetically you're built, some people will see their abs at 15%, yeah, yeah. Yeah. some people will see 100%. their abs at 10 yeah. some people it will have to be as low as like 7 odd percent. Yeah. It, yeah. Do, it does just vary, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the last one I thought we would cover is 10,000 steps a day is the hallmark of health. Yeah, baby. Now, I am not saying that walking 10,000 steps a day isn't a good thing. Obviously, any movement is good movement, mm-hmm. especially if you know you struggle to 
be as active as, as you can be. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have a number. Yeah. But in terms of 10,000 being the specific goal, I think a lot of people sort of hang mm. their hat on when it's actually from an Olympic pedometer advert from the mm. 60s. Uh, so that is it, that where it's from? That is, yes. Yeah, so, so it was a pedom yeah. pedometer company was trying yeah. to sell uh, during the Olympics and say, oh, are you getting your 10,000 steps? Use our pedometer, yeah. it'll track your steps. Mm. And then we've kind of hung on to that yeah. for literally decades. I, I think, think um, yeah, I think yeah. where it's come from is that 10,000 steps, there or thereabouts, is about 500 calories that you burn. Mm -hmm. So we know that 500 calories a day is a pound a week. So if you just get the nation to walk, then there's a likelihood that they're going to start losing weight. But... Mm -hmm. That's where that's come from. And like we look at some of our clients who sit at desks all day and, and they're lucky to get 500 steps in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a nice, easy way for somebody to increase their activity level. And mm -hmm. if you give them a goal within the gym, fine. And when they're with us, they'll probably hit it. They'll go to the gym three times a week. But also giving them a goal outside mm -hmm. of training in the gym as well. Um, they right. then look at their their fitness and their lifestyle as a whole rather than just thinking they just get that their results in the gym because you have to think you're at the gym if you're lucky for one hour mm. a day you've mm -hmm. then got another 23 hours in that day to try and get something in that's like your biggest window of opportunity yeah. actually yeah. um so yeah i always say to my clients ten thousand steps if they can and just a bit of headspace as well to, to go mm -hmm. out get away Smack. from yeah. the laptop and listen to a podcast oi, oi. Oi. <laughs> isn't it mad though um, like, hit that bell but, two things yeah. isn't it sad that we have to even calculate it because we're lack of movement through everybody yeah, yeah. I think so completely 10,000 steps is easy I imagine we all probably hit it before midday yeah, um, yeah. exactly um, yeah. But you, you, I, I'm not saying that it's wrong to think to have a goal for your yeah. steps i just think ten thousand as a one size fits all yeah for a yeah. 80 year old woman versus a uh, man in his 20s i think you know don't hold yourself so tethered to that as your, as no. your goal go high go higher um, um yeah go lower what, whatever some people have like yeah some people have really high activity levels mm -hmm. like they might live on a farm yeah, yeah. I, I had a client pay Pokemon Go just to get him to walk <laughs> because like he just wouldn't do it fair enough he did it he became a Pokemon champion he caught them all and now he's a Pokemaster and lean so that's cool and his name is Ash <laughs> yeah Ash Ketchum more muscle um, so there's that but like going back a few steps when we're talking about like you know muscle building and things like that and volume of works and stuff 10,000 steps has become a thing but it's like if your goal is actually to put muscle on and let's go back to ectomorph and you're banging 10,000 steps and then you're banging like mm -hmm. 20 to 30 step sets in your workout with high volume and you're trying to put weight on like these are the variables that you probably need to look into and it's like maybe you can either do less sets less workouts whatever focus on getting your intensity where it should be being strong muscle mass stimulated or just reduce some of your step count if you're overdoing it so like or increase your yeah. calorie intake I yeah think. or yeah. increase yeah. your calorie intake and it's like it's a given 10,000 steps but for what like mm -hmm. there's a bigger picture to most of the things that these statements are coming out with and yeah. that's the biggest problem absolutely so game time I thought we would give 
a go with headline or fake line. Jeez. So <laughs> this is basically, I found uh, yes. five headlines. Some of them have legitimately been published in big UK newspapers. Uh, maybe I've made up a few. Maybe they're all true. Maybe they're all false. Maybe I've made them all up. And I want you two to have a little debate and decide whether the UK media has let us down by Bust, publishing these. I can tell you already. I'm, vet, I have. I'm, I'm very, very ready. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm severing all of my journalistic contacts yeah. uh, by calling some people out here potentially. <laughs> Um, so, are we both ready? Yeah. Boy? Fantastic. So, first headline. Are planks better than crunches to cut belly fat? Is that a real headline or a fake line? That's a real headline. Is it? Really shit. Are planks better than crunches to cut belly fat? We had a, we had a conversation just, just earlier about how you can't spot reduce belly fat are we saying hold on a second doesn't give no. you are we saying no we're saying is this a headline or not yeah, yeah. has it been published was this genuinely published in a in a in a big i reckon it's UK been published paper. i reckon it's been, it's been published. published page three son you know what? fair fair game to you lads however it is true absolutely it was actually in the times oh exactly a bit less tabloid yeah it wasn't page three then. <laughs> Is that even we, a thing we, anymore? We, we know what we know what Andy looks at. I don't think it is a thing anymore. No, I don't think. Only so. only read the non-league football paper. Body body positivity, mate. Come on now, we, we don't we don't need page three guys. Come on now. No, I just look down my Instagram feed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just any social media ever. Look on my explore page. <laughs> mine's mine's just puppies. I think mine, mine's puppies. Oh, and like, is that what they call them nowadays? And blokes do. <laughs> yeah. <more. laughs> I always wondered why they called it the sun. Why are you calling me out like that? No, come on now. <laughs> they shouldn't have called it the sun they should have called it the moon <laughs> or puppy <laughs> um, anyway b- before I get called out anymore we're moving to headline number two uh, eight ways to lose belly fat without going to the gym or restrictive dieting that is false eight ways no, that's... to lose belly fat without it's going false. to the gym no. was that published yes yeah. or no no. Daily Mail will definitely jump on that no, one. Reason why yeah. I said no, it's too intelligent. Is it now? It's too long. Yeah, it's, it's quite a lengthy headline, to be fair. You would have told me off for doing a headline that long. I would have told you off, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hemingway wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> I reckon Andy wrote that. <laughs> Interesting. So, Andy, you're saying false. false. Nat, you're saying you're saying It's true. a headline. Nat's fucking bang on, because Jeez. you've got the paper as well. It's what, Daily Mail. What? Daily Mail. Eight restrictive ways to lose belly fat without going to the gym. Or rest- I want to know. I did read the articles. I, I, they probably just made me. That angry. is a long headline. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a long headline, but also eight ways without gymming or restrictive dieting. I just look at something like that and think you're you, you're basically trying to advertise to people mm. not to do Don't the do two that. best yeah. possible ways yeah, yeah. to actually shift some body Reeling fat. Reeling them in. Um, mm. Yeah. Again, and we, uh, that's the second headline in a row both talking about belly fat so we're talking mm. about the spot reducing it's a, it's a trigger where people want people see it's reduced belly fat yeah, yeah. and they're, they're, they're absolutely they're all over it motherfuckers <laughs> so number three the secret to a beach bod is dot 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 all caps jelly babies that's false are you no sure? that's true is it baity uh, what makes you think it's true now because I remember there being a thing about Diet jelly babies. Ah, okay. I do remember that actually. 
and like oh, Andy. A, uh, yeah. a appetite suppressant. Mm-hmm. It was either Jelly Babies or a lollipop. Didn't Dee put it up? I remember that. I remember I one of them guys put it up. Okay, Andy, are you changing your answer? Yeah. Do you, th- you both think it's true? It's true. You sure? Maybe. Well, you're both wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> bitch. That's me. I called you both out. <laughs> I was just thinking of uh, back when I ran the Brighton Marathon, everyone was just handing me jelly babies. and I was like, There was a jelly I'll thing, just, though. I'll just pick that. No, I that think was the, a the, lollipop. The lollipop makes sense because obviously you're sucking on it, you're salivating. Yeah. Potentially that's, that's reducing hunger, whereas just eating a high amount of processed sugar yeah, but in jelly babies. Yeah, but you can actually get um something now that like suppresses i, I actually saw it no <laughs> i actually saw it advertised the other day i thought oh my god and it was at like 7 a.m on a saturday morning tv they were somebody was advertising and it was like an appetite suppressant Man. gel fiber Ooh. i know <laughs> yeah I and you you, you have it and it was i think it was like a Jelly baby or something like that. That's why I thought of it. Interesting. Go yeah. go go back and listen to episode two. We talk about the satiety index. If you want uh, yeah. Yeah. real tips on uh, chips, work. <laughs> chips do work. Exactly. That's that's what we took away from it. And he needs to eat more vegetables. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so headline number four: three weight loss pills to help you shred body fat. Body fat, not belly fat. This time. Cocaine everywhere. Wait, that's not a pill. Is it? <laughs> three pills. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a lot of energy. Yeah. You smash it out in the gym. Job done. <laughs> in and out. Pablo Escobar approves this message. <laughs> uh, I reckon that's false. You do? I think that's false. You think it's false? Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't think people are going to advertise three weight loss pills? I mean, Piers Morgan would shoot them down no. massively. Piers Morgan would shoot anyone down. He hates True. He hates vegans as well. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm don't probably going to be number one. Don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> Employer abuse right there. Um... Well, so you're both going to be false, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Again, lads, you're letting me, you're letting oh, me down. It's true. That's true. In the express. Lads. Three <laughs> weight loss pills to help you show. So we were talking about um, laxative tea that makes what you is wrong? shit yourself. What is wrong with oh, these fucking newspapers? I'm, call, I'm calling out the UK media right here with this game. But, what, how I mean, can you advertise something like that? That's it? so bad. I honestly don't know. Three weight loss pills. Again, guys, it's diet and exercise. It's not that hard if you speak to that a professional. At least they went to body fat, though, and not spot reduced. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we've maybe made a slight nudge in the right direction. Yeah, it is mad, though. Like, then they went way off in the other mad. direction. Because like, in this day and age, a negative COVID test is a sign of health. Stupid. Silence. Anyway, right. Last one. Last but not least, number five. Personal trainers are a waste of money. Try this block capitals instead true Andy you're, fucking you're... waste of money those PTs <laughs> bastards yeah that guy's not I... being funny it's, it's a farce why, why, why are you coming uh, to us why are you training I think it's false actually oh you changed change yeah. the tune Nat yeah I think that's false I think you wrote that why don't you think I'd write that I'm, I'm gonna out myself <laughs> to try and uh, yeah Try to try and double bluff you, yeah. really? <laughs> well, you're both right, actually. On this, yeah. this was me. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. PTs, what yeah, was no. this? What but, was but, your thought? I, I don't know. I was, I was just again. I was like, well, I, try I, this cake instead. <laughs> <laughs> it won't make you lose weight. It's just delicious. Try, try spending seventy pounds on cake. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like personal trainers are. Not, not not necessarily. I, I feel like on social media, Andy, you you say it all the time one to one PT is dying, and that's what you see. Everyone seems yeah, seem to advertise. Not not in the slightest. No, 
The only thing is dying. The only thing that I think is dying is coaching because people are getting lazy. They're like, Mm. just do this. It's easy. Download it. And then people will do it. Yeah. But I don't think one-to-one PT is dying. Absolutely not. The standard might be. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The standard is dying. Exactly. One-to-one PT is not dying. I I wanted to see that you guys would both say false so that you're you're backing ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think our um, camera battery might be dying now. Right. Should we put a marker okay. there, Tom? Yeah. What's yeah. that? Yeah, just say something and you. Your battery's dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. We just turned off. No, We've got to have like a covert it's... word for that. <laughs> Why does what it was, do that? What was what was that word? <laughs> what was it? Um... <laughs> no, uh, puppies. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> puppies. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> Safe word. Exactly. Yeah. If, if anyone says puppies, that means the camera's puppies. about to go off. <laughs> slide, slide it into conversation somehow. I did that all we make the hand. That was chat. so funny. Like, <laughs> my discovery feed is full of puppies. Is that what they call these days? Those jokes. Uh, right, Tom, are we uh, are we all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two sets. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, carry on. Oh, hang on. Oh. Oh. Uh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that. <laughs> just killed her. Yes. You're disgusting. <laughs> Diet pill that was. It came up. <gasps> it's a jelly baby. A too much of that laxative tea. <laughs> Keep that. Okay, right. When we're we ready to go. Yeah, carry on. Lovely. <laughs> so, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Oh god! Stop, because this is serious bit now. Serious. <laughs> right. Here we go. Guys, compose. Deep breath. Three, two, one. All right, guys. So let's get back into it. Uh, so the next myth I thought we would try and bust is weight training will stunt your growth. So we've had a, a few clients come in who are, you know, potentially around the, the late teen sort of phase. And I think it's a common idea that, you know, weight training is going to make you teeny tiny. I think I am walking proof that that is most certainly not true. Um, <laughs> so, Andy, do you want to to touch on that a bit for us? Yeah, I think this is a really common one. Mm-hmm. I think bad weight training might stunt more than just your growth. So you need to be careful of that. It's just break you. Yes. Um, one thing we have to be careful with with young youths is that we don't change their mechanics or injure their tendons or their soft tissues and things like that but you just got to think like kids jump off walls they jump from ceilings they run i think about the amount of force that goes through them doing that mm-hmm. it's probably going to be greater than the loading you're going to give them if you're giving them the loading that it should have at that age mm-hmm. so it is a little bit of a myth but you do have to be very careful as but well i completely agree you have, to, you have to be careful i think especially as their body changes i think you need to take a different approach when it comes to training them as well so hence why I think it's potentially dangerous for some kids to go in training by themselves because they're not entirely sure their body keeps changing, you keep growing, you've got different length levers and things. Uh, so your, your, your session may need to change as a result. Yeah, you're right. One of the biggest problems at the moment is the amount of kids on social media absorbing the shite that is on mm-hmm. social media and then going and trying to copy that. So the biggest thing is hitting a PB and it's like, that's something that is worrying when you see youths in the gym doing things incorrect Mm -hmm. and the other thing is they're still growing so what they can skillfully do today 
tomorrow they might not be ready because they've just had a growth spurt and their levers are all over the place they're a bit gangly whatever so mm-hmm. I think it's an ever revolving thing that needs to be coached until they actually are in the body that they they've grown into yeah I think it's a scary thing you get some influencers who are you know around 18 if, if not even younger I mean I saw saw a video of a, of a Gymshark athlete I think he's 18 Gymshark and he was he was, de- he was deadlifting uh, 310 um, which is yeah exactly oh my goodness Samoan it was ridiculous um, <laughs> you know you're not sure if he's juicing but um, um, that's I think that's that's a concern when you see some influencers doing that sort of thing at that age that could potentially you know give you a negative mindset if you're a 16, 17, 18 year old uh, kid that you know sees someone doing that and thinks yeah. oh wow that is possible yeah. why aren't I doing that I'll give I'll give that a go yeah um, it's what does it 310 but you know yeah it's what does it represent at the end of the day and mm-hmm. the, they only see it as face value, don't they? Yeah, precisely. Uh, let's n- move on to the next one. Uh, fat makes you fat and carbs make you fat. Uh, so, I mean, if both of these are true, I mean, you're sort of screwed because your only other energy source is protein uh, or alcohol, but that obviously provides <laughs> limited <laughs> nutritional value. So the fact that, you know, people are afraid of carbs, people are afraid of fats, yeah. it doesn't leave you with a whole lot else. No, but do you know what? I know a few people who would happily drink like copious amounts of wine mm-hmm. but not touch a sandwich fruit in it like <laughs> grapes why is that why is that really but strange. yeah fat doesn't make you fat fat is really dense in calories mm-hmm. which is why i think it gets a bad name if you overeat calories then nine you calories will... a gram specifically. yeah yeah versus four for carbs and four for protein yeah. mm. so i think if you over is there so it's so easy to overeat and Fat tastes good when it's with carbohydrates. Oh yeah, baby chips. Yeah, chips so <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, that's where like the uh, fat hasn't been like has given a bad name. And I think that was like yeah. in the nineties, wasn't it? Like yeah. it was always low fat stuff. Yeah. But then it became they're like celebrating like nuts and avocados and everything. That's so like high fat diet is now functional really medicine. Good. Functional medicine. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, carbs everyone wants to cut out carbs now precisely yeah i think um, they're, they're, they're high, high volume uh, a fear of gluten sort of rising yeah, as well but what the carbs are what they say they are the carbohydrate they hydrate the cells so you will you will hold on to more water when you have carbs so your your body weight will it will be heavier and then you cut the carbs out and it's suddenly you've lost you've lost body weight and you're like oh my gosh it's because i've i've lost fat it's not you've taken the carbohydrates mm-hmm. away so you've taken away the water so that's where i think people think oh carbohydrates are bad yeah because they make me gain weight again they're easy to overeat as well like you can, you can have a oh, big old bowl easy. of rice yeah and then, you know a bowl that is uh, a thousand calories versus a bowl that's 500 yeah. calories like it doesn't look too far away you're like yeah. i could smash either one of those um, yeah. but you know there's an, an enormous and like, difference yeah and fat and carbohydrates they're like free pour as well like you can free pour cereal and pasta yeah, and like exactly. olive oil and Precisely. sauces and stuff but you yeah. couldn't like free pour chicken <laughs> <laughs> the thing with fat like obviously you need fat if you don't have it you're dead like you need it on a cellular level yeah but it's one of those macronutrients you don't necessarily see physically so if you're not skilled and you don't really know much about your nutrition mm-hmm. you could easily be consuming it yeah. without even mm. knowing whereas like a lot of the carbohydrates you can physically see it like a bowl of oats when you create it you can kind of see what 100 grams would look like yeah 
So I think that's where people's difficulty lies, especially when you eat out and someone else mm-hmm. has been doing your cooking. Yeah. You have no idea. You don't realise how much oil's going into it. And you know, yeah. it's, it's a, what is it, like 100, 120 calories in a tablespoon of olive oil? Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. Gains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need if you're bulking up in it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think an, another tricky thing is all fat isn't created equal either. Mm. Um, so in, in, in the sense that you can have uh, your fat from uh, olive oil isn't going to be the same as hydrogenated vegetable oil, for example, yeah. that you'll mm. get in a lot of processed food. Um, Stick to olive oil, my friends. Exactly. Very good, you know. Take it from the group wins. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next one, guys. Um, good eating counterbalances bad eating. So I think I get this a lot. I, I think the, the classic is people going to the gym and then coming out and having a hot dog or a burger because they feel like they've earned it. Mm. Or they think that they remember that salad they had at lunch and then that justifies the curry they have mm. uh, for their dinner that evening. It's mm. it's just that if you consume too many calories through your, your bad eating, it doesn't matter how much salad, how much kale, or how many superfoods, I use inverted commas, uh, I, <laughs> you I think, consume, it doesn't make a difference. I think all food is super. Uh, clearly, endomorph, mate. <laughs> so, um, so read that again. What were you saying? Uh, good food uh, counterbalances bad food, or good eating counterbalances bad eating. Oh, I see. So, in the okay. sense that if you eat something yeah, good, yeah. somehow that that makes up for whatever it was that bad that you ate previously. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I um, mm. I think we need to get away from the notion of good eating and bad eating. Yeah, yeah. like hundred percent. As soon as you associate things like that, then you're you're fueling that action. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like food isn't good and then food isn't bad. You're not like on a diet and you're not like off a diet. You should mm-hmm. always just be somewhere in the middle like what happened to the middle? <laughs> just like <laughs> having a bit of both. Yeah. Like I... in in some cases a burger could be bad. In some cases a burger could be great. Absolutely fine. Yeah, it's... if it fits your macros yeah <laughs> like it's just yeah it's always this thing of like oh good and bad choices mm-hmm. or on on plan or off plan or mm. on the diet or off the diet it's yeah it's so unhealthy for us agree. mentally, mentally. Well, yeah yeah i think i think the tricky thing is not all food like food you'd consider bad there is still some nutritional benefit to it mm. so for instance i would rather say someone eats nothing all day and then comes to train with me they're going to get lightheaded they're going to get blurry vision yeah. if they ate a pizza that day before coming to see me you're still getting some carbohydrates yeah. from the crust you maybe you had some i don't know chicken or tofu or whatever it was on mm. top of the pizza that's yeah. some protein Okay, I would rather you had that than you came to see me on nothing. There yeah. is still some nutritional ba- benefit to pretty much any food other yeah, than yeah. alcohol because obviously you can't convert that into yeah. energy. Um, any still, food, that you can would, still take yeah. something away from it. You there's can no, use it for energy. There's no good or bad food. There's just better choices. Yes. And that, that's how it has to fit within the realms of whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing because I, I'm yet to see a client that hasn't gone, so what do you think of this? This is really bad. And it's like... In what context? In what yes. context? In what quantity? And yeah. like, anything's lethal in but, any quantity. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. go back to Nat's thing about the wine. It's like no one, <laughs> they know it's bad. So when you're being naughty, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why do we have to put things in certain camps? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the problem. You can always have too much of a good thing. So for instance, I think salmon is something that you'd consider mm. to be super, super healthy. But mm. obviously, if you yeah. ate 
a ridiculous amount of like you had like three salmon a day yeah. that's probably you're probably over consuming uh, on what you should be eating fat wise but yeah. obviously yeah. a small portion of it a day is probably pretty good yeah, yeah. and so calorie wise it's just exactly, going to amount yeah, it's yeah. Quite, quite calorie dense yeah. precisely so the thing is you can still have too much of a good thing yeah as well which i think some people struggle to think they think the more of something that's allegedly healthy they yeah, eat, yeah. the healthier they get yeah there'll be something fishy going on there if you was doing that <laughs> jeez <laughs> oh dear that joke's for days mate. Boom. it's my birthday tomorrow everybody there we go happy birthday mate. you're not a dad <laughs> yes kilo kilo is my dog okay. that's true yeah <laughs> a dog dad love it i am your father kilogram <laughs> <laughs> okay so last one guys uh weight training damages your joints so this is something i get a lot i think it's largely uh lads i speak to who try and deadlift they always say it's damaging their back uh or they squat and they say it's damaging their knees and they say this is the- probably their fall it's probably your, it's probably your trainer <laughs> <laughs> lads i did say lads i speak to not lads i train yeah, lads i train exactly. uh, clean, there's a whistle they're they're, they're, they're fighting fit um, but I think that's that's a common misconception of they think just loading up joints is going to cause injury. But I think realistically, this is, this is quite a simple one. Of it's just a case of how yeah. you execute it, how you load I mean, it. Yeah, and it also like exercise helps resistance training yeah. actually helps your mm-hmm. bones, helps your joints, improves bone density. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when, when you train, you're supposed to do it anyway. But when you train athletes, one of the things we always look at is athletes' readiness. It's like, are you ready to do that yet? And that's the biggest problem with general pop stuff is we just go in and do what we've seen and what we think is right. And when you begin doing anything, you need to be ready. So there's a whole layer underneath whatever you're choosing to do to get you ready for it. Mm. And then once you are ready, what's the next thing that you need to be ready for? Mm-hmm. And then doing yeah. it correctly, the skill, the loading, all of that thing's important. Yeah. It's such a big process. And I think it goes back to what we always talk about. It's like, enjoy the bloody process of it mm. don't try and get the 310 today because then there's no fun in that anyway mm-hmm. especially when the facet just pops out your back hits the window in the gym and smashes it <laughs> <laughs> and then no it i think i think resistance training for bone health for your joints is the best thing you can do yeah i mean this you know you we i had a client you know older person and osteoporosis First year, improved her bone density by 15%. Second year, improved her bone density by 35%. So it proves that it does what it does. Proof, people. Proof. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't doing nothing... We weren't doing nothing too mad. We're just moving her body weight. Mm. You know? So it doesn't need to be so drastic. It's got to be simple. Simple, simple sometimes, I think, is is the best. That's what annoys me most. I think I see uh, see a lot of programs and uh, people trying to stand out on social media with these unique Mm. looking exercises which obviously are different to the standard stuff because they think the standard stuff is boring but in reality that is probably what's going to help you Mm. the best and be the most effective the more instagrammable uh, the less effect I think it's actually going to have we still do step ups we still do like single arm dumbbell rows we still use a cable machine Mm -hmm. classics for a reason fundamentals exactly Alright guys, so this week's rendition of Max's mediation. <laughs> I'm excited. We've got more games. I think this is gonna be a cute one. This is gonna be this is gonna be nice. We're, we're not ripping Fuck each other cute. apart. 
This is going to be really hard for Andy. Yeah, I have That's why I'm going to enjoy doing it. Exactly. Man's a old man, isn't it? Don't do cute. If you're not watching on YouTube, Andy's sweating buckets over here. Jeez. It's making him feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> COVID positive. So the game I thought we would play is one word sentence building. So, so I'm going to throw it from one of oh. you and you're both going to build a sentence. Okay. Together. And you can take it in any direction you like. <laughs> I've got a couple prompts. So I thought I'd start you off on your first one of just, Nat, would you like to start off by how you both first met with one word and then oh. and throw it back to Andy and then just ping pong between the two of you? We. Huh? <laughs> we? I swear, explaining these the games to Andy hell does is, we mean? is the, uh, Th- is the greatest challenge. We what? What do I have to do? You say now say another word. word. Say the next word in the sentence. The sentence that you were so thinking you of how we met. I think the main issue we've got in Max's mediation is communication we. between Andy and myself, actually. Yeah. Not between yeah. him and Andy. Didn't. <laughs> That was my next word. Oh, there we are. Did you actually think about what the sentence would be, or are you just saying random words? No, we didn't. <laughs> no. Each other. Yet. But. We. Communicated. Through. BBM. Oh, what a, what a throwback! <laughs> <laughs> right there, we go. There we go. <laughs> That's- that's the one. No, shout, that is the love story. Shout out to BBM. There you go. Shout out. It's where true love stories are made. Right, that was so much tougher than I mean, it was. It was well, Andy, I thought we did what we were supposed to do. Andy, yeah, this, eventually. This, we, got the, we got over the line. Andy, okay. next one. I thought uh, I would ask, how did you start more than muscle? Kick us off with the first word, then we'll throw it over to Nat. Deck chair. What? <laughs> the, the deep sigh. Deck chair. That's not a start of a sentence. Can be. It can, it can be. See? On. Sorry. In. <laughs> okay. Backspace. In. <laughs> Cyprus. Is that the sentence? Yeah. <laughs> in Cyprus. In Cyprus. Yeah. Do you, do you guys want to elaborate on that ever so slightly for people that don't know? Um. So I hadn't actually passed my PT course yet. And Andy had... But we decided that we wanted to do personal training um, company together. And we were on a deck chair. And obviously, when you're on holiday, you always come up with the best ideas. Obviously. And Andy could not rest for two seconds. So he was on a deck chair doing a business plan. And he suddenly shouted, more than muscle, Nat. More than muscle. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're calling it. More than muscle. He went up to the coffee shop straight away. It was actually a bar. We were on Nissy Beach mm-hmm. and called our accountant straight away and set up the business Done. whilst we were on the beach. And don't play. Okay, and that was it. That was more than muscle. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Get shit done, isn't it? Six years on. <laughs> it's going all right. Yeah. Got our own podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, guys. And the last one I thought we would do is why should listeners subscribe and listen to the More Than Muscle podcast? Nat, do you want to start off with this? Come on, this is this is the advert. We've got right. we've got to nail this because you are dumb. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my god, that is so much more 
<laughs> we're, we're appealing to the low IQ audience. Oh, yeah. Any, any, was... Anything else? Do you want to, do you want to insult our audience any more, Andy? Just do it. There you go. No. <laughs> I feel like we had, we had a lot of potential. All right, guys, that that, that can that can be it for this week. We can uh, we can work on uh, work I on the mediation. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my marriage counselling isn't isn't going as well as I hoped. I think it would. Andy just needs counselling. <laughs> yeah, no, you could you, you don't have to come next week, right? No, okay, I'm just lovely. gonna sort Andy out for you. Thank you so much for tuning into episode three of the More Than Muscle podcast. And thank you for your ongoing support. Subscribe, get hit the bell notification, all that good stuff. Download, listen, share with your nan. She'll love it. Oh. <laughs> get the she nans involved. Those. They've got yeah, plenty of time. Involved. They've got plenty of time listening to podcasts. Uh, exciting stuff. So we've got a guest coming on next week as well. Uh, you'll have to tune in to find out who it is. But we're very excited. It's going to be a fantastic episode. And we will see you all next week. Yes. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Yalla.